everybody. So we're so excited. We are here to talk about Disney. Uh, every month, my friend Stanford and I get together and talk about a, a Disney canon film, and we're just doing it in random order. And uh, we're going to talk about Big Hero 6 this, this month. And Stanford, thanks so much for being here. Oh, thanks for the invitation, Rachel. So happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about a more recent one. We've done, uh, the, up until this, the, the most recent one we had done is Pocahontas. But uh, it's kind of fun. We've skipped all over the place. We did Lady in the Tramp and, and yes. the book and, and uh, kind of going it's off been, Cinderella. It's been a fun way to watch these Disney films, isn't it? Because yeah. last time I did this, I watched them in chronological order. So this yeah. has really been fun. I think this is much better because the the chronological order, there's some rough patches that... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this helps you get through the rough patches. Yeah. Hopefully it will, right? It will. Yeah. 54th uh, film in the Disney animated canon. And uh, it was released in 2014. And uh, what was your thoughts about this film uh, kind of going into it, but then also uh, your thoughts on... Uh, your initial thoughts after seeing it. I loved this film the first time I saw it, and I love this film watching it again. You know, I, I, I've seen it many times. I, I just think this film is so entertaining, so emotionally satisfying, so beautifully animated, and just a great mix of action and mystery and and you know, real authentic emotion. I, 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 I just, <laughs> I love this film. I really yeah. love this film. Yeah. This film is really special to me because uh, in the, in the summer of 2014, I slipped and tore my MCL in my knee. Oh, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> which, Ouch. I know. And oh. which made me bedridden for basically three months. And oh my that's stars. when, <laughs> When I first decided, because oh, I was just like, what am I going to do with myself? You know, like luckily, oh, thank right. you, I could work from home. So I was able to work. Uh, so that was a blessing. But, you know, I was just like, I'm going to go crazy. Just like sitting, 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 sitting. And so I thought to myself, I've always wanted to watch the Disney canon. Everything. Like things that, movies that I'd heard about, but I had never actually seen like the package films uh something like black cauldron i'd heard about but i never actually seen and i just i'd always wanted to do it but you know where's the time uh but i all of a sudden i had tons it of time. time and so i made wow. it my goal because this was in uh it was in the end of july that it happened i probably started oh, started the blog sometime in august i can't remember oh and, cool okay yeah. So I started my blog, uh, 54 Disney Reviews. That's why it's called 54 Disney Reviews. And, <laughs> and I made it my goal that I was going to finish the whole canon, both watching and blogging about it, by the release of Big Hero 6 in, I think it was in November. Yeah, anyway. it was. It was November. Yeah. And it was just such a positive experience for me that I just, I really liked talking about film and I really talked, talk, talking about Disney and I just decided to keep on with it and keep going. And I had done a little bit of reviews on my just personal blog, but, uh, but this was what got me started. Big Hero 6 in a lot of ways was sort of the catalyst for getting me started as far as a movie blogger and, and slash. And then I, then I did my, 
my, I really stepped up my channel after that. And, you know, kind of it's it, so, and Big Hero 6 is actually really pretty, pretty important to me. How cool and, is that, Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. Sharing that. Yeah. And I really loved it when it first came out. I, I hadn't actually seen that many Marvel movies, believe it or not. Um, I had seen, I had seen uh, Iron Man and the Avengers and I think maybe Thor. I just hadn't seen that many of them. Maybe the first Captain America. And uh, it wasn't until uh, I saw these, it was, I think it was, might've been that summer that I also saw Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain America Winter Soldier. And so anyway, I, I missed a lot of them. And, uh, and so for me, some of the things that people complain about this movie like weren't a problem for me because I hadn't really seen them do the villain in the suit, you know, kind of a thing a million times. Like, a, a, like I hadn't seen some of these Marvel things. So it still, I think felt a little more fresh, but, uh, and now that I have seen all of the Marvel movies, I'm like, okay, I kind of get why, why some people had complaints, but I still really love it. And I, I still, I think it has some really special things that make it really unique, uh, for, Disney and I think it also has some things that that are really part of embracing the spirit of Disney so it's, it's like new and nostalgic at the same time if that makes sense yeah it totally makes sense and I completely agree yeah yeah so anyway uh let's let's dive in and talk about it so uh so this this was based on this was the first uh, animated canon film uh that Disney and Marvel you know did together first and only one to this point and uh it's based on a really obscure uh, bunch of comics from uh japan uh that they found and uh you 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 did some research at the time uh, into the comics well site. i did i mean when I, when I was writing for the animation fascination blog i uh wrote a series of articles about big hero six because we were at, at that we were all pretty excited about the film. And uh, it was fun to learn more about, about the comic. But yeah, it's totally obscure. And I, I don't know exactly what they did. I thought I remember reading, and again, I wish I could find the facts to this, Rachel. Maybe I have to keep looking and get, get back to you on it. But I believe that the, the director, Don Hall, he co-directed the film with, with Chris Williams. Uh-huh. And I think Don Hall was really like searching through the Marvel catalog, trying to find something that could possibly work. And they came across this thing called Big Hero 6, which is kind of a cool title. Uh, but I'll, really the main thing that, so it was, they're touted as Japan's top heroes. They're, they're based out of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And there's, the, there's a lot of the people that, there's Hero, of course, but he had a different name in the comics. And there's Baymax, but Baymax is a bodyguard robot that can turn into this giant green lizard or this mecha robot in the comics instead of being the healthcare companion you know that he is i i like how what disney took but there's honey lemon uh there's gogo there's wasabi you know and then there's fred fred actually can become more like a godzilla creature too i can't remember specifically what turns him into but anyway so there they appeared in in a in a series with the hero Sunfire, 
Again, I've never heard of Sunfire, mm-hmm. but he was an original member of the, of the Big Hero Six. And then in um, that was in 1998 was their first appearance. And then in 2008, there was a five issue miniseries, which actually still you can find that miniseries uh, at Marvel.com in their in their online store. Um, mm. But um, yeah, there's this online digital comic that they have have of it, but. Uh, again, and that same thing, they've just, they've got Wasabi, uh, Go-Go, Honey Lemon, you know, Baymax, and, and, and Hero, mm-hmm. um, and they, they just are on this, yeah, I'll go ahead. Are they basically the same kind of character designs, like, is Wasabi black, is the, is the, are they similar, or did they change that up? No, they've, they've changed quite a bit, because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Wasabi, is japanese and he's like a sushi chef that uh, okay. and he wears like this kind of hawaiian shirt thing that 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 is in a way it's like a samurai meets hawaiian shirt ensemble is what i wrote in my article <laughs> i'm gonna have to look, look at <laughs> and fred i think fred might have been caucasian but he was just some guy you know mm-hmm. i don't think he wasn't kind of the Again, that's the way they portrayed him. Honey Lemon was portrayed more as like the sexy troublemaker. Okay. Um, and they pulled, you know, they pulled that out of uh, the film. I thought that Go-Go seemed kind of similar in style to the comics, you know, the what Disney used, because she was more like a, um, I think she was a, she's like an ex-con. Uh, so kind of someone that's maybe a little rougher around, mm-hmm. around the edges, but this, this, got some, this got some skills. She has this power suit. Okay. Honey, so, Honey Lemon in the comics has this purse, same, same thing like she has in the in the film. But the purse, as I recall, like anything can come out of this purse. You know, she can okay. pull out. It's like any weapon or whatever that she needs can pull out. So Disney went for more of a scientific thing that follows more of a logic. With well, actually with all of academics in the in the yeah. movie. Yeah, they're in school, and mm-hmm. so so that's that's a little. A little different but yeah it's still a fun i thought it was fun that they tried to find at least or get some ideas from from the comics and yeah. i believe that the the filmmakers had the blessing from joe casada who's the chief creative officer at marvel and you know some of the other folks at marvel but technically it's really n- not branded as a marvel film right they, doesn't they, it have something at the beginning? Uh, it's no. not the Marvel Studios, but no. Oh, it doesn't okay. It doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, it does. At the very end, they mention you know that there's some Marvel stuff, and then of course there's the Stan Lee. Yeah. Film, which is you know this is kind of the signature. I like how they how they put that in. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was fun. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, I mean, and I did talk to my friend Trevor at How to Love Comics, and we cover all of the uh, the superhero new releases that are pg you know pg 13 ish we didn't cover deadpool 2 or logan but the rest of them we do and i really have a great time with him uh and he told me that they are coming out this summer with a whole new set of uh comics for um from idw uh for disney for big hero 6 with june actually it just came out i guess june 9th Oh, cool. So, yeah, so that sounds fun. Uh, yeah, I wanted to check that out, see what those look like. Yeah, so it says uh, it has 
Catching attention with her online comics and zines, burgeoning writer Hannah Blumerick will lead the new comic series writing the debut issue. And uh, it's the same people behind uh, the Star Wars Forces of Destiny cartoons. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. seen those. So it should be pretty fun. Uh, and so, yeah, it's kind of nice. This was something different. And so a lot of those elements that uh, it, I was saying, it both feels different and fresh, but it also feels nostalgic and uh, right at home in Disney. Uh, so a lot of these, you know, they've never done a superhero movie before. The closest they'd ever really gotten before was probably Hercules. It was sort of their, uh, their they were sort of, there's some elements of that movie that were trying to riff off comic books and, and, uh, and heroes and, you know, kind of things. Um, the other thing that I think makes this movie different than uh, most other uh, Disney animated films is that you have an urban environment, uh, which isn't very common for Disney. Uh, you, the only ones I can really think of, you have Oliver and Company that has an urban environment landscape. You have a little bit in the Aristocats in Paris uh, you have a little bit of London in Hundred One Dalmatians, uh, and I don't know. There's a few others sprinkled in there, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of fun to see. And I really liked San Francisco a lot. I thought it was so inventive. Oh, I so love crazy. San Francisco. I I felt it was almost like a character in the film. Uh, yeah. I such. I think they had so much fun. They must have so much fun creating that hybrid between San Francisco and Tokyo, and it's. Yeah. It's so wonderful to look at. It's just, you know, I, I just, I, I never tire of it. And that was another thing I just was reminded of rewatching it. What yeah. a delight it was to see how they've created this hybrid city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really, really creative. And uh, I, so I really, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the artistry and the cityscapes and the other things that they did. Oh, me too. <laughs> um, I love it. So we did get some comments uh, on um, uh, Twitter from my uh, different friends about their thoughts about the movie. So I thought I'd show them real quick. Uh, so we have from the Love Pirate, we have, uh, he says, creative and fun, even if it's not taking any huge risks. Love the multicultural cast and the style of the characters and the world. Lots of big laughs and Fred's song is my favorite thing ever. And then from Richard Southworth, we have, it's a very good film, excellent visuals, and very funny. I liked the hero's team. I liked the hero's team's progression and the hero Baymax friendship. Only flaws are that the third act feels a bit rushed and it's not hard to figure out who the villain is. There you go. Then we have from Animated Antic, we have Big Hero 6 is one of my favorite animated movies that came out in 2014. The characters in the movie are easily the strongest aspect due to their chemistry and emotional punch that they have. I also really love the friendship between Baymax and Hero. My friend Reese reviews, he says, this is actually my favorite film in the canon. I absolutely love everything about it. The main characters are all so diverse and awesome with unique powers. The voice work and animation is perfect and the villain is underrated in my opinion. Baymax is one of Disney's best characters. So there you go. <laughs> That's great to hear. Yeah. So some different opinions there. Uh, it, this did get a pretty high score from Rotten Tomatoes. It had an 89% and uh, it had an audience score of 91%. So it's pretty well liked, I think. I, I think the only thing that gave it some uh, pushback, I guess, is a lot of people liked How to Train Your Dragon 2 better uh, than this, uh, and, it, and 
Big Hero 6 won the Oscar that year. Here's my opinion. I think Lego Movie should have won if they're if you're talking about mainstream, but it wasn't even nominated. So, <laughs> um, and out of because I, I out of the five nominees that they had, I would have given it to Song of the Sea. I think that's the best movie of those five movies. And then Pr- Tale of Princess Kaguya is probably the next best. But I think that Bigger Six is better than How to Train Your Dragon Two. I do. I don't know. What do you think? So I, I definitely like Big Hero 6 better than, than How to Train Your Dragon 2. Uh, again, just mostly because you know, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge DreamWorks fan, generally. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying regarding, you know, Lego Movie. I mean, what a big year for animation it was. Yeah, and, it was. And, and Song of the Sea, Tale of Princess Kaguya. I mean, holy smokes. How, how do you pick? Um, I was surprised at Big Hero 6 won, but I was thrilled because I love I love the movie. I think as far as mainstream animation goes, it was the best film. And I guess we can be grateful that at least it won over something not very not good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I th- I like all five of the nominees that year. Oh, wow, they were um, great. Personally, I I, th- I think the box trolls is gets way too much hate. I actually quite liked it um but uh i i like the lego movie better but <laughs> um just because something has something better doesn't mean it's bad <laughs> right uh but anyway i really uh did think that if you were going to give it to one of the mainstream ones because in my opinion how to train your dragon 2 has a huge problem with the mother character and uh that they just like let her off the hook for <laughs> And I think it gets kind of convoluted and I'd rather have something, yeah, that's maybe a little bit predictable than something that to me gets a little bit convoluted with the alphas and the dragons. And the, uh, so in my opinion, the right mainstream film one, if you're going to pick, <laughs> but there you go. That's just our opinion. But I think that's why it kind of, people are like, Oh, it's overrated, whatever. Even though I, most people I think liked it and, uh, but we both really like it. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. so all right let's let's dive in and talk about it so it starts out building up this relationship between hero and tadashi we find out that hero has been doing these bot fights where he's able to kind of trick people into thinking his small little robot is is going to be, be defeated and of course it's it's uh he's able to defeat them he's a smart kid um how old is hero is he uh 13 i think hero's around 13 or 14 yeah if i'm not if i'm not mistaken and you know heroes had a kind of some hard stuff to deal with i mean his 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 parents he and you know tadashi brothers right and Mm -hmm. he's got he has a really healthy relationship with tadashi Mm -hmm. uh but their parents died when when hero was three right and so that's and they live with their aunt Cass, who I think is, I love her character. Yeah. Uh, and so I think he gets enough love, but still I think it's set up early that the, he's had some hard things. Yeah. He's had some hard things. Yeah. And, and, and but he's brilliant, but he's brilliant. Right. And so yeah. he's, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's brilliant. That's why he's not going to regular school. Uh, and uh, he's basically homeschooled for like a better thing. And, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> Tadeshi is trying to get him to go to college, but Hiro thinks that's super lame. And uh, so he, uh, but then he takes him to the college and he sees, meets all of the, 
the, the various characters and their various uh, robotics and other things that they're working on in this lab. And, uh, and that's what he's like, I've got to go to the school. I've, I've got to go, go here. <laughs> and I just, I really appreciate how that, how that set up because again, I, one of the winning points of this film is I just feel like everything is authentic and genuine and yeah. the way it's, the way it's presented and hero's reaction to it. You just know that he means it when he says, you know, it's like the, the light went on. He's like, I've got to go to the school. Yeah. And, and I, I just think that's, that's yeah, again, terrific, a terrific part of, of how they, the plot gets, you know, mm -hmm. how the plot gets move, move forward. I think they do do a really great job of building up this relationship between Tadashi and Hiro uh, in a short, brief period of time. And that's the part that feels so Disney that yes. you have, whether it's, uh, you know, Simba and Mufasa having to mm -hmm. build up that relationship in just a few early scenes that will be the sort of thread for yeah. it. I think that, you know, when you, when you, yeah, when you have Simba yelling out to, for his father it's kind of similar to the scene in in this where we'll talk about it more but where he you know tadashi isn't here tadashi is gone and it, i think that there's lots of scenes like that in the history of disney whether you're talking about bambi and his mother or or uh, you know, yeah yeah they have to build up even geppetto and pinocchio or they have to build up this relationship in just a few early scenes that will carry be sort of this emotional thread mm -hmm. through the whole film right yeah, agreed. And I think they do a great job with that here. And I really appreciate that they have two brothers. I feel like that's not as common uh, in an animated film uh, or in a, there's lots of films that have animated films that have a male protagonist, but to have two brothers that are, are, are close and have this relationship, I think is pretty unique actually. And I mean, I, just off the top of my head, I can't really think of yeah. you know, any, there's not that many animated films where they have siblings at all right and so uh, it, it really uh is nice to see and i think especially after you had this interesting uh at least i think it's interesting this dive into two sisters in frozen that the next film would be two brothers i kind of like that. two brothers yeah mm -hmm. so that yeah. was really cool and i, I like that too and so he so that he also meets uh like i said the whole team with gogo i mean they have i didn't write down their regular names i forgot uh, well you know they're not revealed in the oh, film okay. Okay. uh the uh you know fred gives them these nicknames and that's just what that's just how that's yeah. how tadashi introduces him okay okay introduces i can Hiro remember <laughs> gogo honey lemon yeah wasabi yeah. and fred so he's introduced to all of them and they're really fun. And one of the things I really like about this movie is that any child watching it will be able to say, I can be smart like them. There's somebody for it. And it's not just diversity for diversity's sake. I think because San Francisco is this imaginary kind of city, you can imagine any, any type of people. It's not like it has to necessarily be uh, Japanese people Yeah, uh, because it's this, you know, San Francisco. It's yeah. <laughs> um, well, and the voice cast was diverse, diverse for them too, because, uh, you know, the the uh, Ryan Potter who voiced Hero, I think he's part Asian. I can't remember exactly his nationality. Daniel Haney, who voices Tadashi, is uh, Asian. Uh, Gogo, mm -hmm. I mean, Honey Lemon, I believe, 
what's um uh um genesis rodriguez i believe her name is and so she's a she's uh a latina and uh i think i think it's an asian woman that is a jamie chung who voiced yeah jamie chung go 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 and then fred is voiced by uh the comic tj miller yeah Uh, and then wasabi damon waynes yeah that's right right so again they went they they matched i think the cast to to i mean the you know the the characters to the cast in in this in this case which Mm -hmm. i like i agree i like it too it's like kind of a it's a diverse cast but in a way it's almost colorblind you know Mm -hmm. it is it is it's and it's effortless effortlessly diverse which i yeah, like that's what i, I like too. to see i think that's really nice and i think that any kid can walk away and be like i want to be smart like yes. i want to be smart like uh honey lemon you know kind of a thing and i think that they they because this is the initial setup and we'll we'll talk uh, in another video about the tv show but uh, i they weren't able to maybe use these characters as much as I would like them to, but I am glad to see in the TV show that they're definitely fleshing out the whole team a little bit more. But you can't do everything in one movie, right? <laughs> right. I thought I thought considering they did a pretty good job of, of yeah. involving every yeah, but not it didn't weigh it down, you Agreed. know? Yeah, yeah. So you like uh, you have these different things like the the unique uh, unique atmosphere, unique tone, uh, but you have uh just things that feel effortlessly disney like the relationship between these these Mm -hmm. two brothers and of course what would uh well so he meets professor callahan and professor callahan uh you know tells him that if he wants to go to the school he can enter there's this there's this uh uh science fair fair. yeah yeah. And so then he gets really, really excited about that. And we also get his first introduction to Baymax here. Uh, that Tadashi is showing him Baymax. And uh, Baymax is just the best. Like, even people I know that don't really like this movie very much are just like, oh, Baymax is the best. Yes. <laughs> agree. Yeah, Baymax is just what, what a cool character. And just everything about Baymax is just brilliant. Yeah. He's so sweet and lovely. And I mean, I just love characters that kind of take everything at face value and are just loving and kind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's just, I don't know, so, somewhat, so what we need so often is just, there's, there's enough cynicism in the world. We need yeah. kindness. <laughs> and well, then, well, I totally agree with you. And what's so, what I think is so remarkable about Baymax too is, the simplicity of his design mm-hmm. and and really how he's got this emotionless face but how can they get so much emotion out of that character it's amazing i mean the, the, the kudos to scott adsit the actor who did the you know the voice performance mm-hmm. for Bay. i think that's a big part of it yeah but but um oh so baymax yeah. is this brilliant character I have on, uh, you won't be able to see in the audio, obviously, but I have on yes. my shirt that has on both, uh, it has both Baymax and Totoro. And, Totoro. and I think so that, rad. <laughs> and I think that that is a very good comparison. Uh, you know, there are scenes where the characters just want to lean on Baymax and just feel like, feel comforted and feel loved. And I think that that's basically what you get with 
with Totoro too. I, so I think there's some similarities between the two. That's the, yeah, that's a great shirt, Rich. <laughs> and uh, so it's really, really great. And so then we there's a fire at the school, and uh, and Tadeshi thinks that Callahan is in the in the school, or who does well, he thinks in there? Well, Callahan, because the yeah, Callahan. one of the students, fellow students that comes out of there saying, you know. Professor Callahan's still inside. Yeah. And so Tadashi says his famous line, somebody has to help. And and uh and he he runs in to try yeah. to save him. And he he dies in the fire, and that is just devastating. And I think I mean, and that again is in the grand tradition of Disney films, is people have to die. But uh, I I think that this is all handled very well i think it is very emotionally true i think the way that they depict hero grieving and isolating himself and um you know not even wanting to eat not even wanting to i think that all feels very emotionally true yeah definitely i that's it's such it's such an emotional scene and i appreciate so much the the depth touch of the of, of the filmmakers because Again, they could have they could have gone any any direction with it, right? Or made it even more heavy handed or more dramatic or whatever. But instead, they tell it, and it's I mean, you know, and it's almost silent. There's no dialogue, but you just you, you know what's happened. Yeah. And and uh, and they and they masterful use of lighting and 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 everything with that. It's 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 yeah. it's expertly done. Yeah, I guess I forgot to say that. So he does he does go to. The uh, the the fair the comp the contest I forgot to <laughs> that that and he has invented uh, hero has invented these microbots microbots which are pretty cool which they're are like these, so cool yeah they're like these uh, connectics but uh, they have they work through magnetism and you can kind of direct them and they're really cool and uh, so basically like he gets an offer from Alistair. Uh, Craig, Craig. <laughs> this yeah. big uh, Bill Gates kind of it's guy, like Bill Gates slash Steve Jobs kind of guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of a red herring in a way because you yeah. just think he's the big you bad think that guy. He's the bad guy. He runs Cray Tech Industries, right? But yeah, this big business. That so he offers to buy all the bots from uh, Hero, and uh, and and then Cal and I says, "No, you should." you should keep going to school here well uh he uh hero decides that he's going to stay in school and of course that makes craig upset and uh so anyway and then and then that's when the fire happened <laughs> so and it, it what was the motivation for starting the fire what was he trying to do well uh, you know so I guess we're we're, we're going to reveal here the, about yes. the villain. Okay, so the villain is is Callahan, Professor Callahan. Yeah, and he's and trying to frame Craig. He's trying to frame Alistair Cray for uh, because Cray. Uh, this is where I guess to just just to back up just a little bit. One of the strengths of this film is that it has. I think it has a really interesting plot. Yeah. Even though you can figure it out, and it's possibly predictable but still it's it, i for me it's interesting i just yeah. think you know i really like because they they paid attention to to detail and and, and it unfolds you know mm -hmm. and it's 
so it's like almost like a mystery movie put it you know added into the in, in, into it but so so um callahan wants the technology because he wants he feels like these microbots can help him rebuild that portal that mm. that where his daughter got lost who was working for cray right so, yeah so callahan so cray had this this uh you know, we've seen many sort of pillars in the sky in comic yeah. movies. That's what I say, like, because I hadn't seen as many superhero movies at that uh, point when I first saw it. Um, it I, I think it felt especially sort of fresh and exciting. Uh, but I have seen a lot of movies with the pillar in the sky, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Even, of course, the, for the original Avengers, even something right. like Ghostbusters recently had it. Exactly. Things like that. But it's it's yeah. a common you know yeah element so plot element sent, he sent callahan's daughter uh it was almost kind of like the subatomic kind of thing with ant-man kind of right sort of yeah sort of they, you know there it's just like they were they had these two portals and you could go in one and, and then and, and come through the other and it was like traveling through kind of time and space right it's mm -hmm. like and uh but inside that portal, it's almost like it's this limbo. And, you know, the, uh, I know we'll get into that, but yeah. it's the, way that, the way that it's drawn, it's just kind of like these swirling colors and time stands still. All this kind of backstory, but at the time you don't, and you just kind of assume that it's um, Craig. That has you, you assume that it's, yeah, it's, this, it's this Alistair Craig guy who's, who's, who's hiding in the, behind this kabuki mask in this mm -hmm. really elegant uh coat that yeah. you know, he's wearing because he was so interested in the bots yeah yeah so anyway so yeah you have hero really grieving and i love the scene when they're the whole team skypes into him and it's like if i could reach through this this uh, uh computer and give you a hug i would you know, I know. and they're, they're so cute to him and it's then that he stubs his toe and he says, ouch. And that's when Baymax gets woken up. Yeah. And uh, that's a pretty delightful scene. His first sort of interactions with Baymax. I think so too. And then, and again, just a masterful way that they, they put this plot together during that scene, Hero realizes that he still has one of those microbots. It's been in the floor kind of, it got kind of shoved under his bed and and it's, it's being very active. It's in a Petri dish and it's just like going crazy. And so they're wondering what's happening because he thought all of them got destroyed in the fire. Mm -hmm. And so it causes uh, them to try to figure out, you know, what, what is going on. And they, yeah. yeah. But it's just so funny because he's like, because Baymax is basically diagnosing him with puberty. I know. It's and hilarious. Wings and, you know, how can I, and, and, <laughs> when he slips and falls and he just gives you bang 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 yeah. bang things keep falling on him physical like, comedy in that scene yeah <laughs> what's your pain level from one to zero to ten <laughs> zero <laughs> yeah and you also yeah. learn there that you have to say i'm satisfied with my care to for him to deactivate and uh and yeah that's is when they find the microbot in his uh uh in his and you find that it is um it is being attracted to something and he's like what they're all they're all gone why is it doing that and he thinks it's just busted but uh but they end up following it 
him and Baymax and uh and they end up in this warehouse where they find that somebody's making like tons and tons of these bots and that whole scene is delightful uh like so funny yeah them getting through the window and and Baymax getting smaller and I mean just the whole thing is just so delightful and sweet Yeah, and fun, and again, and they're they're it's a mystery, right? They're trying to figure out what's going on, and there's enough suspense into it, and a little bit of danger. Yeah, and and that's where we first meet uh, Yokai, the you know this villain who we find out is Callahan, but he's just this mask guy in a you know Kabuki mask. But I personally, I love his character design. Yeah. I love I, lo- I love I think that mask is. It's just, it's simplistic, but it's threatening, you know, it's kind of scary, but not yeah. like nightmare scary, but still threat, you know, like you just feel like, oh, this is, there's something ominous going on. And that coat that they put him in, I don't know, I'm sorry, I, yeah. I get a little carried away, but I just think that coat. No, I agree with you. It's I... such a beautiful design where it's threatening, but it's elegant. And in a lot of ways, they remind me of Maleficent. In, mm-hmm. in the, uh, you know, not with all the fire and stuff, but still there was such an elegance to Maleficent uh, in Sleeping Beauty, but, but also a real menace. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I just thought they did their homework and, and, and execute yeah. expertly. I agree. I think that they did a really good job. I, I, I felt like they did a good job creating mystery around the bots. You didn't know what they were doing. Yes. To me, it really worked. And yeah, I, it worked I, I, I liked the, 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 the mask and the, the, I don't know. There's definitely some tension there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we get that very funny scene that was in all the trailers with a uh, hero and Baymax and he's deflating. <laughs> and you've got the, 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 the cop who doesn't believe what they, what they're saying. Yeah, you know, what so you're telling yeah. me a mask man followed you in the. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's really fun. And uh, that's when he uh, gets the help of the whole team kind of together. And he also, uh, that Hero uh, uses the 3D printer to make basically armor for for Baymax. And uh, it's sort of the first, there's sort of two levels. There's the, uh, um, the green level. <laughs> and then he ends up with the red. But do you think that they successfully... Uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, weaponized Baymax. Was that believable? Oh, I liked it. I thought it was fun because the first iteration, you know, he fir- he he basically teaches Baymax how to do karate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and I mean, and he, and he makes you know, he programs them. He puts it, you know, he, he does it. He adds it to his little chip library that Baymax has, you know, uh, embedded in him and. It's fun. I just think it's funny physical comedy because it's just to see this marshmallow man, you know, do this karate. Yeah. It's I think it's funny. And then that suit they put him in is is kind of like the one Baymax 1.0, right? Yeah. And, and, and I, again, I just think they play it a lot up for comedy too because how he has to run in it, you know, how his legs mm-hmm. are kind of impeded, and uh, it just makes me laugh. Just because those little tiny steps that he, you know, he, he has to take because he's trying to run after yeah. hero and uh I, I and then of course he gets he gets a very serious upgrade uh, later on in the film which 
you know yeah is 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 and you get a really nice scenes with them flying together oh that was fun i mean it's again that feels so disney of course too but but not in a in a necessarily a derivative way i just think it's fun you know it's just magical yeah in, in a way and he's able to recruit the the whole team at the school to yeah. join him. So Gogo, she gets the um like discs, right? That she can use as yeah. weapons as well as wheels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to help propel her, right. like these roller skates that you know turbo roller skates or something. Yeah, and Wasabi has um he has the like blades as hands kind of. Yeah, he like uses he gets they're almost like they're. And it can like, As, like they were calling it like plasma, but it was like these electronic things that come out of his hands that yeah that act yeah. as blades that he can use as, as weapons. And it's kind of like frozen almost a little bit. Like he can make yeah yeah. Um, and then Honey Lemon has these um these balls that uh, almost like bubble gum that that come can, out of her purse. Yeah, that she, she can, can use. <laughs> she can you know there's a keyboard on outside of her purse and it's like because she she's she's a chemist. Uh-huh. So she can come up with whatever, whatever little bomb she needs at the time, and and uh, yeah. I, I like how that I really like that too. Because again, this was so fun. It's, it's based in in kind of the science and the research that the kids are doing at, at the school. Yeah. And then they then they then they apply it in a way that's going to help them with their superhero tasks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and fred what's his power I forget. he doesn't have one, he doesn't have one. that's what i he, thought he's he, just like in this mascot basically <laughs> he's in this he's in this fantastic uh you know uh is it kaiju i don't know what you call it like the japanese monster suit yeah and and he i think he can jump it, it, it allows him to jump and then it, it, it uh he can shoot out fire he's like fire breathing you know that's like but he's he's i love i love that design too because that's just right out of some awesome japanese monster movie you know his his suit design yeah yeah and uh, it's fun i i sometimes uh i don't know what did you think about fred his he's the comic relief he's the the comic uh, relief it's just fun i mean i thought Again, Frank, I, I think he, he he does what he's supposed to do. He's the comic relief. He, but but he, he you know he helps his he's he's incredibly wealthy. Yeah, and so, so that's sort of the surprise. That's the surprise. To find out, and and so in a way, I feel like Fred is kind of bankrolling it. I, you know, I just feel like Fred kind of bank is bankrolling it <laughs> because yeah. they all get their their suits and stuff done there at his house. Well, and Fred's a big, he's a big comic book fan and he's got a big collection. That's where Hero gets the idea because he sees like those action figures. Right, on right. On shelf. And, and uh, he, and there's some pretty intense stuff. So I think you need the comic relief. And uh, yeah, so I think T.J. Miller, it, it, it works for me. And, it works for me too. Uh, he's kind of the the as far as the rich thing is kind of the Batman of the of the group. Yeah, exactly. Which is funny because the butler has to come save him a time or two, right? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, all right. Well, okay. So um, then I, I think that the best scene in the whole movie is I mentioned it briefly before, but when uh, that hero is becoming kind of obsessed with 
finding Callahan, finding uh, and and getting sort of revenge. He's he's just and yeah, they find out they find out that that it's Callahan, that's it's Yokai, and and that Callahan then is really is responsible for Tadashi's death. Yeah, exactly, and and he wants revenge, and he is trying to get Baymax to go and to basically like kill Callahan and uh, and uh he's trying to get the armor back on other things and uh and that's when baymax says tadashi is here and and uh that's uh, and he says no he's not here he's not here and then baymax plays the video of um tadashi talking about his love for hero and it's so i mean you're just talking about it i'm getting emotional because it is such a great moment it's i think so, it is it's so, so masterfully done i love it too that yeah baymax you know has has that tv screen that shows over that video screen that shows yeah. up on the middle of his body and it's all the it's all the video of tadashi trying to create yeah, what 84 iterations they don't show them all but however many it took to get baymax to where it will you know to the baymax yeah. that we know and yeah and it really shows it shows tadashi's character it shows how much tadashi loved hero and and uh it's such a great way of doing it and and hero figures that out and you know that he tadashi loved him and that and that it's yeah anyway i'm with you it's really emotional really moving i love it and uh so uh, then we get to sort of our our final part of we we also do get the um uh the 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 whole we kind of glossed over there's a whole really fun chase sequence uh where uh Callan is is um the masked man is chasing them all around town and wasabi is driving that so all scene fun. is really fun and very well animated yeah so uh, then we get to our final part of the movie uh, where uh, uh, Craig is introducing his big, uh, the big pillar in the sky <laughs> thing. And uh, this, this part does feel a little bit generic uh, to a lot of different other superhero movies, but I don't mind it. Um, and uh, they end up going in, there's lots of fighting back and forth, back and forth. Um, and they end up going into the pillar, <laughs> the dimension, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, they are able, they actually find uh, Callahan's daughter and in this like hypersleep kind of a thing. And so they're going to bring her back, but they only have, they end up get to this point where they only have one more push from Baymax that will get them through and so he ends up it's kind of similar to what happens with bing bong at the end you know inside out and so hero has to say goodbye to baymax and let him go and that scene is devastating I yeah. think. oh absolutely that's again played with such authentic emotion and 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 done so well it's so hard because yeah hero here, here he's lost his brother and and it's just starting to make peace with it and then he he has to say goodbye to baymax and it's it's just so it's so it's so devastating yeah yeah and uh baymax leaves uh leaves him with only his 
hand, I guess, of the armor. Yeah, the rock, because that it's like a rocket arm, you know, or like a rocket mm-hmm. glove kind of thing. Right. It almost looks like a gauntlet, right? Like the Infinity Gauntlet. That right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. And yeah, but he, you know, basically says like, trust me, trust me, uh, but you have to say I'm satisfied with my care and oh i really think that scene totally works i really i do too yeah, i do too I, I love that whole se- that whole sequence in the in the portal because i think i think the animation is marvelous because you really do feel like you're in this different place and i i don't know what kind of magic they had to work to get that to look good but it's just it almost looks like it's swirling paint you know that's mm-hmm. kind of in a gravity free environment it's it's uh it's really mm-hmm. you know it's 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 really beautifully done and then yeah then then, then the emotional impact of it yeah agreed and so yeah then uh we uh, we get sort of the ending with uh with hero uh you know is he gonna go back to school again he's you know kind of depressed again um but then he's putting away stuff and he finds that in the hand of baymax's armor is the chip yeah so he knows he can make a, a new baymax and so it's really cool yeah he does and he does and it's it's a it's such a that scene where he hugs baymax in that beautiful window there in in, in mm-hmm. heroes in heroes old uh, office at school or his little lab at school yeah is 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 really beautiful agreed uh but definitely and we do get a post-credit scene uh with <laughs> <laughs> with fred and we meet fred's dad Maybe fred's dad with stanley as his dad which is pretty funny <laughs> it's so funny you know yeah. it's just i just i just think that was a fun addition that they added because i mean even though it's not really, I mean, it is kind of a Marvel movie, but it's, it's a Disney movie rather than a Marvel movie. So it was a, it was a great add on. And I thought that was a really, it's just a funny joke, you know? Yeah, agreed. Fun. And I kind of liked that. I mean, yeah, I guess I can see what they're saying about Callahan now that I've seen all of these Marvel movies, but I do like that. I feel like they gave him more motivation at least than just being a greedy greedy businessman he was so devastated about the loss of his daughter yeah you know and and uh again i thought that was a really interesting thing Mm -hmm. to add into into the plot rather than just making this one-dimensional villain he he's he's acting out of grief Mm -hmm. and and really i just feel like to the movie is is a really interesting treatise on grief yeah even though you you know i think you've got to be a little it takes a level of 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 possibly experience and maturity to to, you know to to maybe see that element you can easily gloss over it you know i guess is more Mm -hmm. more to the point but uh you know hero is dealing with grief and how and what it does with his actions callahan is dealing with you know is dealing with it and then, and then you see how the friends are trying to help Hero. They're not necessarily, I mean, they're grieving too because Tadashi was their best friend. Uh, but it's, you know, but it's still different. But anyway, I, well, I, I mean, I, that's just part of the grand tradition of Disney. Yeah. That, like dealing with things like grief 
uh, with an emotional truth mm-hmm. that uh, that it doesn't treat children like they're stupid and just need to be shouted at all the time, which you watch a lot of, you know, sort of some cartoons as well for children. It just feels like, Oh, they're shouting all the time. Uh, Whereas Disney's always been a a step above that. Mm -hmm. And um, so I really appreciate that too. Uh, I also, I think that Henry Jackman does a pretty decent job with the score here. I love the score Mm -hmm. in this film too. I think, I think he does a really excellent job in, in highlighting the, you know, the fun parts and, and the action parts, the emotional parts. Yeah. Uh, really, really great. One of my favorite little Henry Jackman parts is when Hero, Hero is figuring out the microbots kind of earlier, early on before he goes to the science fair. And they have that montage of him in his garage. And it's over a period of multiple days, but, you know, they just keep the camera on it and almost like it moves and fast forward, you know, and you see, and, there's just this great music that's playing and this really interesting, you know, animation and an idea. And uh, they, I thought they, they did that in, in such a clever and masterful way. And, and just, just another, the many things I like about this film. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it's just a really, it's a sweet, lovely little fun movie that I think that girls will appreciate. Boys will appreciate uh it's um i don't know it's just a really nice entry into the disney canon something something we hadn't really seen before but has that nostalgia sort of yeah the emotional truth of it a disney film feels like a disney film but that's something that's really fresh in my ranking of my disney canon i have it ranked at number 26 i have it uh just after atlantis the lost empire which i like more than most um at 27 and i have uh emperor's new groove at 25 so that's where i have outstanding and of course you know i really don't have a solid ranking but this one is definitely in my i love it category let's figure out what we're going to talk about next let me get up my little number generator okay here we go rachel's magic number generator (laughs) So 45. Oh dear. So <laughs> next it's a, month. Uh, is that what I think it is? Home on the range. Uh, well, at least <laughs> we we'll get, get it all, we'll get it over with. We had to get one of the bad ones eventually. That one uh, goes in my bottom, you know. I don't like category. Yeah. 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 It'll be really fun to talk about uh, uh you know, we we've talked about a controversial one. We've talked about ones we love. And uh, so this one was an oh. interesting one. This one, yeah, it'll be interesting. So there you go. That's what we'll talk about next uh, month for our Talking Disney. So let us know what you think of Bigger Six. And uh, uh, where can people find you? Well, I'm on Twitter, at Stanford Clark. And I also uh, write a movie blog, which is moviespastandpresent.com. Yeah. And I'll have the links for all that in the description section. You can just definitely check it out. And and make sure you're following me at rachel's reviews on itunes and on youtube i really appreciate it and uh you can follow me on social media at smiling lds scroll like i said my blog 54 disney reviews i know i shout them all the same name but oh well (laughs) i don't but uh anyway so thanks so much and we will talk again next month thanks rachel Bye. bye